Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them, saying, Take up for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet are standing firm, and carry them over with you, and lay them down in the lodging place where you will lodge tonight. So Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the sons of Israel, one man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross again to the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Israel. Let this be a sign among you, so that when your children ask later, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall say to them, Because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel forever. Thus the sons of Israel did as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, just as the Lord spoke to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Israel. And they carried them over with them to the lodging place and put them down there. Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan, at the place where the feet of the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing, and they are there to this day. For the priests who carried the Ark were standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. And the people hurried and crossed. When all the people had finished crossing, the Ark of the Lord and the priests crossed before the people. The sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over in battle array before the sons of Israel, just as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed for battle before the Lord to the desert plains of Jericho. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, so that they revered him, just as they had revered Moses all the days of his life. Okay, so we've got some details that they need to attend to. One man from each tribe, 12 people, are supposed to go and do what? Pick up the stones. Yes. Pick up stones. How many? 20 feet. Yeah, so 12 stones. Uh, Where are they supposed to get these stones? The middle of Jordan. The middle of Jordan. And what are they supposed to do with them? What? <laughs> take them to the lodging place where they're going to lodge that night. Yes, they're supposed to take them back <coughs> over to the Canaan side of the Jordan. And they're going to make, um, you know, a monument, I guess you could say, a memorial with these 12 stones so that when their children ask, what do these stones mean to you, they will say, because the waters of the Jordan were cut off, you know, we got these stones out of the middle of the river at flood stage when God caused the water to recede and we were able to get those stones out of it. Um, so, you know, you see God's concern that future generations know about and hear about and have memorials of the great things he's done. He's not going to do this for every generation. Every generation is not going to witness this, but the, the stones that were taken out of the river and piled up are going to be the witness. They're going to be a teaching occasion to, re, to, to recall the great deliverance that God gave. They took those stones out of the river, out of the middle of the river. You know, how, would they have, how could they have done that? Well, because of what the Lord did. Um, why 12? 12 Sure. So this is the whole nation uh, united together. And uh, notice in verse uh, uh, 10, uh, they, they completed all that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak. They, they did, you know, whatever Joshua had told them to do. 
Joshua was as faithful to the Lord as what Moses was, really, in all these things. And uh, even, though, you remember how two and a half tribes uh, stayed on the east side of the Jordan River, but their uh, warriors uh, crossed over, Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. So we see them, uh, the soldiers from them. Um, so, uh, this is this is their crossing over, this is setting up the uh, stones, or at least getting the stones to be set up, so that they would be a re- reminder of God's great deliverance as they had crossed over the Jordan River. Comments and thoughts? So there were, were there two memorials? I don't think so. Well, that's what it sounds like. It yeah. does a little bit. I don't think that's what it means. You're looking at verse 9? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the feet of the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing, and they are there to this day. Um, you know, it's possible there's two groups, but I think it's more likely that he's saying, okay, he gathers them together, and they take them, and they put them where they're supposed to on the other side, and that's where they are. I was going to say, it wouldn't be very likely for them to still be there to this day when the waters come all Some people interpret it that there is a memorial in the river itself, and when the Jordan is low, people can see it. I think it may just be, this is kind of the intermediate step, they gather them there, and they take them across, and they keep them there until that way. Depending on the version you read, some of them render it... um, that Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan. Right. That's the NIV in verse 9. Um, but other versions, like I checked another kind of random one, and it said Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle. So It's a debated point. Yeah, it's a debated point. Uh, I, I think it's better the NIV translation. I think it's okay. the idea that he'd taken them out of the Jordan and he sets them up in a permanent place on the other side. But but it would make a cool idea if you had a corresponding set of stones mm-hmm. in the river if there was a way to see them once in a while. If not, it really didn't help a whole lot. And I don't know if there was. Uh, so I wouldn't be dogmatic, but I think the, the arguments are a little stronger on the side that it's better to see this as they got the stones from the river and set them up on the other side. How big are these stones likely to have been? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know that I always pictured them as these big rocks that they had to carry out as opposed to, you know, pebbles, pebbles or even the small stones, but something that was fairly substantial so that you could make a fairly substantial pile of... They often built altars, you know, grab the stone, or even several places it talks about setting up a stone. Like one stone and stand it up. Raise my Ebenezer. I want you to be saved. Yeah, how big of a stone can you stand up? <laughs> yeah. Like a tombstone or something? Yeah. Didn't uh, Jacob, the stone that he slept on, he stood yeah. it up as yeah, a... That's a pillar. As a pillar. Huh. Went from being a pillow to a pillar. Yeah. <laughs> one pillar to another. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean now. It is kind of relative because... You know, it talks about, uh, you know, the stone of Jesus' tomb was rolled away. I mean, it was a massive stone. You know, somebody couldn't have just lifted that by themselves. So, and here they picked him up on their shoulder. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So they can't have been huge. huge. But if it was just a little, nobody would ask why are there 12 stones there? Because <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't be. It would have just been a carry on the shoulder if it was just this big. 
Yeah, it was this big. Yeah, yeah, it was medium size. Yeah. Like the size of your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I suppose it would be a river stone as opposed to a rough land stone to be the smooth river stone. So when you saw these 12 rocks laying around, they might look different. I'm not good enough of a geologist. <laughs> I'd be like 12 rocks. <laughs> I assume these are the same 12 guys back in chapter 3 verse. I five. think so. Even though they're mentioned and never... I think that's setting us up for this chapter. But you're right. They kind of leave them dangling until we come here to chapter 4. Now, I know with all the thousands of people in each tribe, it's going to take you a long time to come down to one man. So go ahead and start now. <laughs> chapter 3. <laughs> one man per tribe. <laughs> and then later. Yeah, be, he, my, he, mo, yeah. and so forth. And so forth. I heard the I cross. know. People the, that answers that question. Yeah. And they went out to where the priests were standing to get the stone. Exactly. Which doesn't make sense because that would be three quarters of a mile away. You're really taking this three quarters of a mile to seed here. Unless so. it was just the fact that go where they're standing, they're in the middle of the river. You can go three quarters of a mile away to the middle of the river. Yes, <laughs> there they you go. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It says something about where their feet were standing. On the riverbed. That's right. Set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the feet of the priests who carried the ark were standing. Other thoughts? Verse ten says that they held the ark there until um, everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. Is that is he telling? The, uh, the Genesis through Deuteronomy again, or is he? Like, no, no. What's going on? There? I no, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, just all the instructions that were given about this is what I would take it as being. Then how did Moses? Did, did Moses command him anything about the Jordan? Well, he, I don't know about the Jordan, but he commanded various things about entering the land. Mm-hmm. So what all had to be done? In land. I mean, they had to exterminate the peoples and this, that, and the other. Well, so wait, they're standing there until they finish exterminating the people? No, no. He's talking about exterminating Absolutely. the people later as they're doing it. It's like the giving pre- the pep talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Motivational <laughs> speech. So wait, so he does tell all that Moses had told him? Yes, but that's... But so that'd be Genesis through Deuteronomy. Well, not not all of that was written to later. What is said everything? <laughs> everything doesn't mean everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's always true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except when it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he says, For the priests who carried the ark were standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people hurried across, <coughs> saying, "They stood there until they finished all the stuff that the Lord had told Joshua to tell the people, uh, the stuff that Moses had commanded Joshua about this." So, I, I mean, that's my interpretation: is until they finished doing the stuff they were instructed to do, the priest stayed there. Not that you know, it refers to everything for later, but everything related to the crossing. Okay, I just don't get that Moses. It was according to everything that Moses taught him previously. Like he's saying, he's following Moses' teaching kind of through it. 
least that's kind of how I saw it. The way you read it. Look at verse 12 is a similar thing. <coughs> they're doing... Yeah. They're doing what Moses told them was going to happen. You're going to enter the mm -hmm. land. Right. You're going to... And he even told these two and a half tribes, okay, but you've got to do this. you got to send your warriors over. So they did all that Joshua and Moses had said on this subject. Because Moses had given instructions like that. I mean, he talked a lot about crossing over and what they were supposed to do when they crossed over and so forth. Other questions or comments? Okay, uh... 15 to 24. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests who carry the Ark of the Testimony so that they come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. And it came about when the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord had come up from the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up to the dry ground, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and went all over its banks as before. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern edge of Jericho. <coughs> Those twelve stones which, had, <coughs> which they had taken from the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. He said to the sons of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you, until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed. And all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Okay. So the priests are supposed to come up out of the Jordan, and what happens when they do? Waters return. Yeah, wow, that should have been exciting. <laughs> uh, that's well, This is just uh, really incredible. Now, when the waters return, what does that also accomplish? No going back. Yeah, they can't get back out, so they're, they better they better fight uh, successfully here. You know, it kind of doesn't give them an easy escape route now. Somebody burned the boats. Yeah, that's right. And we're in the bridges. Uh, oh, we didn't have bridges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And he comes back to these 12 stones that they set up at Gilgal, and he said, now when your children ask their fathers, then you're to tell them what God did. So important that there are things to remind us of the great acts of God. So important that the parents be teaching their children about all the great things that God has done. You know, it would be nice if in our own lives and teaching our children, we had different things they're like, now this is, reminds us of this, and this reminds us of that. But especially emphasizing, these are the great things God's done. These are the things God's done in my life. These are the things God's, great things God's done, you know, in the scriptures. Uh, you know, that, that's something that's just really uh, important for them to, uh, to emphasize. Um, and so, um, you just think about what an amazing time this would be. You know, waters open up, they cross over, waters come back. Uh, just just very exciting, very amazing. Thoughts and comments about this? Okay, so there's this huge amount of water. Did it like slowly come back down and then slow? Or did it just come crashing down this huge wall of water that built up? I like to imagine it come crashing down, but I don't know. 
Yeah, so if, then if there was rocks in the middle, they'd kind of be swept away. There's <laughs> a huge amount of water coming down. Could be. There'd be a lot of water. Stay in mountain formation until it got to the Dead Sea. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would float. <laughs> Maybe since it had 18 miles, they could have managed. Uh, I don't know. The heap of water spreads itself out 18 miles long, so back to normal proportions. Other questions or comments? <laughs> It's been a very eventful Joshua study. Verse 18, it says that they lifted up their feet to the dry ground, the priests. Weren't they already on the dry ground? Well, the, the, um, you know, regular dry ground. Yeah. The normally dry ground. They came up to the side that they crossed, yeah. Well, just like verse 23 is, until we had crossed, none of them had crossed the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, be, because they identify themselves with the people of God and they present these experiences to their children as if they had been there, as if, as if it was something happening to them. You see that several times in all. Other thoughts? All right, well, let's just stop on a chapter break then. And um, I think that if I'm not crossing.